It's Sam here. Welcome to Radio Headspace and to Friday. So much of my work teaching mindfulness has involved children. And if you have children in your life, you know they can get bored pretty easily. Realizing this, I felt inspired to help children find tools for working with boredom. One of those tools is curiosity. Being curious can help with boredom in a few different ways, even if you're not a kid. But let's keep talking about kids for a moment, because that'll help me to explain how all of this works. I remember one preteen client of mine who struggled with boredom and restlessness. He would constantly jump from one thing to the next, couldn't sit still, and couldn't listen for longer than a few seconds, and he felt powerless. The first activity I taught him involved looking around the room and noticing as many different details about the space that he had never noticed before. And in doing this, he realized that there was always something to do in any situation, no matter how familiar or mundane. I challenged him to practice this during the week in various settings, grocery stores, at school, and in the car. And it worked. When he was looking for new aspects of his surroundings, he wasn't bored. He was interested. He was curious. When we feel curious, our brain anticipates a reward, which means that we find the discovery of new aspects of whatever space we're in naturally rewarding and satisfying. And using curiosity can also be helpful when we meditate. Recently, an adult Headspace listener brought up her struggle with boredom. She shared that she has a hard time meditating because she always feels bored and like she'd rather be doing something else. And boredom is a common experience in meditation. It's important to remember that we're applying the attitudes of openness and curiosity to get to know what boredom feels like for us, instead of giving into it and stopping our meditation. Asking yourself questions can be helpful, like, how am I feeling? What am I hearing? What physical sensations am I experiencing? I reminded her that practicing in this way allows us to change our relationship to unpleasant states like boredom so that we can engage with life with more interest when boredom strikes. Curiosity is an antidote to boredom, but it's not always easy to muster. Curiosity arises naturally when we encounter something that we're genuinely interested in. But we can also call it up as a practice, applying it to more pedestrian aspects of our lives. Here are some ways that you can practice curiosity more intentionally. Connect with your innate beginner's mind perspective. Remind yourself that this is the first time a meeting, conversation, or event is happening in the unique way that it is today. This will help you to bring curiosity and interest instead of an expectation of boredom or disappointment. And there's also a great beginner's mind meditation in the Headspace app if you're interested. Also, notice when you feel like you're just trying to get through something, like when you're waiting for a meeting or a conversation to end, and use that as your cue to connect back to what's happening with more interest by saying to yourself, my attention shows I care. If you're bored, and even if you're not, try growing your curiosity in relation to others. Allow yourself to ask questions out of genuine curiosity. 
Often we stop ourselves from asking questions because we think others might judge us. But if you do have the opportunity to ask questions, it's great to connect and get to know people more deeply. And in addition to stopping boredom, curiosity helps us realize that everyone is a walking mystery, ever unfolding. We may never solve the mystery, and that's not the point. But we greet each other with curiosity and a desire to connect, which affirms our presence and value and answers the question, do I matter to you? With a resounding yes. So that's it for me for today. Thank you so much for listening and stay curious. I'll see you next time.